When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to Sports Day. All thanks to Kia and Toolmart here on SENWA, wherever you may be listening. Monday night, love talking a bit of tennis with Brett Phillips. And there's been plenty happening in the world of tennis as we welcome Brett to the program. Brett, thanks for your time. Pete, always uh, good to talk some tennis with you over in the West. Yeah, likewise. I tell you what, bit of an upset this morning watching the WTA Finals. And this uh, young lass, well, she's been around for a while, Sabalenka, doing the duty and uh, beating the world number one this morning. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Arena. And, you know, if we go back sort of 18 months, two years, I mean, she she was on the cusp. Uh, she made a semi at Wimbledon. She made a semi at the uh, US Open. She was just about there, ready to win a slam. And if you think about her progression over a few years, I mean, she, you know, right, the thing that struck you the most when you watched her is that she would just belt the cover off the ball, just absolutely no subtlety to her game. But she was up and about, interviewed her a couple of times, and just, you know, the, 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 the Belarusians, a bit like you know, Azarenka, plenty of emotion. And then, obviously, she got the serving yips. Uh, we saw that at the Australian Open earlier this year, just lost her way on serve, just fell back a bit. Um, but, you know, you thought if she can sort of get her mentality right, if she can get the serving right, she was going to be, uh, you know, a player that could still contend on the tour. And, you know, she's been working on the mental side. And, look, she's just capable. She's a big game player. Uh, she loves the occasion. She loves the challenge. And, you know, I think there probably at some stage will be a uh, reward for her to win a major. Yeah, an amazing last 24 hours. And you saw that in the women this morning. And, of course, in Paris... Novak Djokovic got beaten by a 19-year-old. Tell us about the future of Holger Rune. Well, he's a beauty. He's a beauty. Uh, one of the most driven uh, young players uh, going around. I mean, if we just look at that trio at the moment, Elkarez, Sinner, and now uh, Holger, who's you know jumped to the top 10 at 19. I mean, he was playing a challenger about seven months ago you know, against players ranked 540-odd in the world. He was progressing. So, obviously, number one junior in the world, uh, we've, like Elkarez, been following him for, you know, since he was sort of 14, 15. Uh, thank goodness he shortened his name because it's uh, Holger Vitas Notskov Run. So we're just going with Holger Run there, which is uh, very nice. But look, uh, if you follow him on social media, he takes you right inside his world and he's dotting the I's, he's crossing the T's. Uh, his physical preparation, similar to Elkarez, he's building a frame that can just go the journey. And now, you'll, um, I don't know whether you picked up in Paris during the week, he played Vavrinka, and mm. he has he has earned a little bit of a reputation. We saw it against Casper Ruud at the French this year when he sort of gave Ruud a little bit of the brush off and they had a few words to say in the locker room and he's been accused of being maybe a little bit of a spoiled brat. 
you know, mum's there watching him every game. He's had Lars Christensen, long-time coach uh, from the junior days. And obviously, he's, you know, he's growing onto the professional circuit and he's ruffled a few feathers. Uh, but he's a man who's a steam train, Pete, at the moment. Uh, you know, he and Alcaraz and Sinner are that driven to be the best. So I think tennis's future is in uh, particularly good hands. And the way he beat Djokovic today, I mean, you've got to go the journey with Novak, and he went beyond that. Yeah. Interesting also regarding Novak Djokovic, I don't know if you caught the video of uh, his semi-final win over Stefanos Tsitsipas, uh, where his team were trying to pass him a substance, a drink of some sort from uh, outside the centre court. Did you catch that at all? Yeah, I did. And, look, this is not the first time. There was a, a similar situation which occurred uh, back at the Australian Open in 2020. So Djokovic sort of back then sort of dismissed questions um, about it, just saying his bottle contained a magic potion, as mm-hmm. he uh, referred, uh, prepared by his uh, physio. There was also, um, an in, I think, uh, a situation at uh, Wimbledon uh, this year. Uh, but there were no concerns about uh, doping or whatsoever. He's one of several players that do take this sort of ingesting isotonic and, and sort of like a, like a dry pre-workout powder mid-match. So uh, we, we couldn't quite see what was happening because the, uh, the entourage had it all sort of covered up. But it's not so much a drink, but he sort of inhales this... Uh, let's call it a substance of sorts that helps performance, but is not um, not sort of being deemed to be uh, illegal or anything like that. And obviously, the players in tennis do get tested extremely regularly, and we know that Novak sort of goes from a different hymn book, doesn't he? You know, obviously, his thoughts on COVID, just all the things that he's done from a physical prep and nutrition point of view. He's a bit alternate in his methods, uh, but I can understand if you're just sort of viewing that. Uh, you would think uh, is there something, you know, not quite right. But uh, there's been a little bit of a history of Djokovic having these drinks sort of brought to him from his entourage, um, you know, mid-match. I tell you what, Ash Barty is making a way west in a week or so for a book signing. And already the Mm. book is out and people are commenting about certain aspects of the book. And she's ruled out emphatically about making a comeback to tennis or switching to another sport. Have you got that on your office table? Have you mm. had a chance to have a look at it yet? Well, I'm actually, I'm actually going tomorrow night, Pete. Uh, it's called Ash Barty in Conversation, uh, right in the heart of the city here in Melbourne. So it's an hour sit-down. Uh, I'm not sure how many people will be there. It's a theatrette sort of style with Ash. I think everyone does get a copy of her book who goes along. So whilst I know plenty of the story, I'm sure there's things I'll learn uh, tomorrow night that I... I didn't know, but that's, yeah, no great surprise. Uh, I, I think once Ash Barty sort of sets her mind and makes a decision, um, you know, she's uh, she's pretty hell-bent on it. So, yeah, I think she's a very, very happy person away from professional tennis and just doing so many things and getting to be close to her family and friends and dogs and, and anyone that's important to her. So, no, I think she's in a really good space. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, her memoir, My Dream Time, there is a copy, a copy, I should say, in our household, the wife picked it up the other day. Uh, just one thing that I read this morning, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Uh, I know that reading in The Australian this morning that the Nine Network, and of course you do some work for the Nine Network around the majors, are keen to secure the long-term broadcast rights of the Australian mm-hmm. Open and are prepared to pay over the odds to uh, keep it away from the other networks. And they're talking $500 million possibly over the next five years, which will be a great injection of funds into Australian tennis, particularly at the elite level. 
But there was a couple yep. of commentators suggesting it may be a bit risky to a certain degree because, of course, Roger Federer, Ash Barty, Rafael Nadal, who probably will retire shortly, are real draw cards. Over the next five years, and you mentioned some of the young brigade coming through, uh, Brett, is there somebody ready to step into these individual shoes, regardless of how big they are? Yeah, I think the way we're going to look at it, Pete, is the it's a bit maybe a bit like the West Indies cricket team in their heyday, who just had all these uh, unbelievable players from all the different islands who came together and produced this incredible era. We know how, fall, how far they've fallen off uh, the perch. So uh, Federer and Nadal, Djokovic have provided this you know, incredible era. The three players, all with similar uh, amount of majors. So that's probably never going to be repeated. But I tell you what, the talent is there. They're, they're box office, these kids. They're ready. Uh, so you've still got you know, some guys who are a little bit older who these young guys are showing up. And I speak of Medvedev and Tsitsipas and Zverev and co. And then you've got Rune, Elkarez, Sinner and a few others. Felix now, well-entrenched. Orgelia, seem in the top 10. They're ready to take these guys down. So there's going to be great rivalries. These guys play an incredible physical brand of tennis that is you know, worth paying the admission to get along and see. And they'll build their own... Uh, character, if you like, and and grow into you know more of that uh, spotlight as they keep getting older. So uh, nine, who I think what put in about three hundred million over the first five years, they'll up the ante on that. And I don't I don't think they'll be disappointed mm. because tennis um, every era we've been blessed, haven't we? Every era keeps producing uh, more great champions. So from McEnroe and Borg and. Agassi and Sampras through to Federer and Nadal, Djokovic, and there will be more and more and more to come. Yeah, and from an Australian perspective, I know there was a nice feature, actually, on Taylor Preston, the 16-year-old here from Western Australia, who reportedly is going places as well. What about on the horizon Mm. as far as Australia is concerned? Who can be possibly the next big thing? Well, it's it's tough. Yeah, it is is competitive. More countries than ever before playing professional tennis. Uh, you know, I think at the moment we've got 12 players inside the top 200 and, what, five inside the top 100 in the men. The women's, we know, is Lena and post-Ash. You know, we haven't got a homegrown product. And as much as it's great to have uh, Daria Seville and Isla Tomjanovic inside the top 100, they weren't produced here in Australia. I mean, you talk about young Taylor. I had her coach, uh, Brad, on uh, the show last week. I mean, she is a real prospect. There's Taylor Gibson. Gibson is also from Perth. So you're producing a couple of... Good young female players, uh, Pete, that might just be able to, um, you know, not necessarily take the medal of Ash Barty, but certainly get themselves up the uh, the pecking order of uh, tennis. I think our men are super competitive. You know, you look at Chris O'Connell, that story. Uh, I mean, he's at a career high 84 at the age of 28 and doing some uh, wonderful things. So, uh, but is there a gem? Is there a you know one out there who's a uh, absolute standout? Uh, not what I'm hearing at the moment, and that's the challenge for Australian tennis is to keep. You know, trying to find and have the systems in place, the player development, the coaching standards, all that to really produce another mm. world champion. But, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're hard to come by. Yeah, and, of course, Nick and Thanasi will be around for a few more years and they'll always be a draw card. As we let you go, the first serve, of course, follows later this evening here on SENWA, of course, Monday nights here on the SEN Network. And I believe you spoke earlier to the Tennis Australia CEO, Craig Tiley. What's the chat about? Yeah, it's, look, it's about the state of Australian tennis. So it's a hot topic of um, debate here in Australia and a lot of our show, probably the last two years, Pete, has been dedicated to that grassroots uh, pathway. 
situation here in Australia. We had the Australian Open, of course. We're blessed to have one of the majors, but the discussion wasn't around that. It was around the state of Australian tennis. And obviously, the view inside TA, and no different to any probably governing body in sport, the view outside can be quite polarising and different. So, look, Craig, um, always prepared to take the tough questions. He was pretty candid. And they had their own view on where Australian tennis is right now. They're not saying they're doing everything perfectly. And there's plenty of people challenging from the outside who think we could do it a hell of a lot better here. Uh, so we go into a fair bit of depth um, yeah, that'll be on the show tonight. Yeah, coming up shortly here on SENWA on the network. Thanks for your time, Brett, and we'll uh, touch base again soon. Pleasure. Thank you, Pete. Brett Phillips here on Sports Day on this Monday night. And that's it, really, for the program tonight. Now, tomorrow night, we go inside the vault. What will we find? All I can say, it's cricket-related and one of the most remarkable cricket matches ever played on Australian soil. We'll dig it out of the vault tomorrow night and we'll speak to one of the players from the WA side that took part in that remarkable match. That's coming up tomorrow night. Look forward to your company. Thanks to Kia and Toolmart. This is Sports Day with Peter Blahos. Good night, everyone. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91